What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. A show where a nerd fits in. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And thank you to Katie Roberts and Outdated Slang, Terry Moore, and the rest for making that jingle for us. Hi there, I am your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is... Kimmy! I got one name! Kimmy! Hello, everybody! Hello, everybody! 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 Hi, and thank you for joining us. This is episode 947 of the Riley and Kimmy Show. It is a Sunday, the day we upload this show. Right next to me is my dancing fool. I mean, my my good friend and, and partner in crime and my sidekick. And you're actually not a sidekick because you're a partner. A sidekick kind of is uh, almost like calling you a minion and you're not that at all. Okay. Kimmy is right next to me. And she was actually dancing to the outdated slang Riley and Kimmy show jingle there. I think it's because you got dancing in you because before sitting down for episode number 947, Kimmy and I attended a little dance feature uh, event, right? It's called Hafla. Hafla? That's easy for you to say. Settle down there, Kimmy. And, and what, does, what does this revolve around? Would you be a little uh, give us a little information here? What what we attended because you know I was I was kind of clueless. Well, belly dancing. Ah, there we go. That's right. We attended something uh, that the Florida Tribal Dance was part of and putting on. Lacey Sanchez was putting that on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her exact title is. But she is a she is definitely a dance instructor. I'm gonna call her you know like Master Yoda of dance. <laughs> It's always and uh, my good friend Venetia oh, yes. invited us, and I'm glad she did. It was a really, I was a little nervous. I've never been to a hafla, half hafla, before, and I'm glad we went because it was a lot of fun. Yes, it was, and it was good seeing some people we've seen before uh-huh. uh, in some of their performances. It was great seeing uh, other performances. People uh, do their thing in this. Uh, it, it was very a low key environment, be the best way to put it, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, just some fantastic uh, expression in the world of dance, like that, uh, the uh, 49 spins. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. 49 turns. Was it spins or turns? Turns, I think. Well, okay. I'm not sure. Well, we'll, use Kim, we'll say, well, you're, you're the expert here. I'm I'm not. I was just the, the observer. Mm-hmm. And so 49 turns, fantastic. It was a tribute to uh, the, the pulse victims mm-hmm. that happened and very very nice tribute mm-hmm. and just great event it was fun and i encourage anyone who is in the central florida area to check out florida tribal dance they appear all over the place also i believe Lacey has classes available too right mm-hmm. and then anytime you get an opportunity too to see Phoenicia. 
yes, you want to see Phoenicia Flynn dance. Mm-hmm. You do want to see her dance. Fantastic. And, and some of our friends know this, and I hope I'm not making you feel a little uncomfortable, but you were getting some pressure in a good way at this event to, to dance and at this event because not too much pressure Well, in a good way encouragement i guess Mm -hmm. not pressure encouragement Mm -hmm. and and the reason being is you are a dancer and you are taking dancing lessons Mm -hmm. and that that is a passion of yours Mm -hmm. and i'm very happy you do that because it's one thing i know when you sometimes i i I see you during the day before you go to a dance class and you're kind of stressed out because of some things happening in the outside world and you always come back happy and energized and just you just seem you know like you you took a big dip in the fountain of youth or something mm-hmm. and, and yeah. had a good time Venetia is a, a fantastic teacher and it can help with your confidence and um just your posture obviously and and just your physical well-being it's and it always dancing puts you in a good mood yeah and anything gets somebody to move you know mm-hmm. and to exercise is a good thing and I, I'm looking forward to the day that you do dance in public. I hope that does happen. No pressure on this end here if you are if you won't do that. But I'm not saying at an upcoming Riley and Kimmy show event that you will do that. But, you know. Oh, no. But maybe, you know, you would do that at some. Maybe uh, someday. Uh, well, I, I think it would be really great because, I mean, you are a very good dancer. And I know it brings you joy to do that. And I think others would enjoy seeing you do that as well. Okay. Thank you. Well, you're quite welcome. And we'll have a link to uh, Florida Tribal Dance available right on our website. Kimmy has our web address. What is that, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com. Kimmy, it is almost August, but we're still in the month of July. Would you like to play Nerd and Geek and Pop Culture Trivia right now? Yes. It's time for Nerd Pop Culture Geek Trivia. We ask Kimmy some questions. We try to stay away from mathematics. We have some history in there, but it's fun stuff. And we stay away from geometry and geography. If she gets more of these questions right than wrong, she gets herself some pocket lint. That's right, pocket lint is on the line. That's what we reward Kimmy with because she is a crafter. That's one of her other little hobbies, and she's building some kind of uh, pocket lint creature. I have no idea what it is. And once it is completed, it must be a big one because she's doing, been doing quite well over the past uh, few weeks with uh, Pop and Nerd and Geek pop culture trivia and all that so uh-huh. this big this big cre- creature i don't know if it's going to be the size of herman munster or something will be making its debut at some upcoming riley and kimmy show event find those events on our event page at rileyandkimmy.com it's now time for the trivia here we go kimmy on this july 31st it is a sunday our first question for you is audio based kimmy give me the movie studio that uses this Identify what it is, too, and give me the year it made its debut. Here is your audio clue. All right, Kimmy. That's the MGM Lion. What is that MGM Lion's name? Leo? That's correct. It is Leo the Lion for MGM Studios. Give me the year they used that lion, the audio. When was the first time he was heard he was used before being heard. Mm. When was the first time he was heard? He was used before he was seen, you said? Well, they they used his image prior to using the sound of the roar. When did they first use this? What year? What year? And just think about this much. It's been around probably every movie you've ever seen that's MGM. 
Mm-hmm. With some exceptions, actually, uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey does not use it. They use a, a logo, but mm. not, not it's, the, it's like an art logo of the, the lion. They don't even use a live version of him. Otherwise, most of the films, like 99% of them, have the Leo doing his thing. Give me the year, Leo. So you're saying that they used it in the silence. Yes, they used Leo. Leo was part of the silence. You can see... Uh, so I have to figure out when they, silent uh, went to... And what's interesting is some of the silent stars, okay? to give As you think about this, I'll give you a little trivia here. Or not trivia, a little bit about it. Um, some of the silent stars, there are still photos of them sitting with Leo. Leo's like in a chair... Right next to them. It's kind of interesting looking at those uh, classic photos. you got to be a geek like me. I love that stuff. But you go back and you look at some of them, it's like, wow, they are right next to this lion. I mean, hmm. he's within just an arm's distance. And there are some of the the starlets that are leaning a little bit away, sort of like Carl Urban did with me in a celebrity photo thing, you know, photo op we had. <laughs> you know how he leaned away from me? Yeah. And, and, well, some of these starlets are leaning a little bit away from, it. well, more than just a little bit. They're really leaning a little bit away from Leo, but they're in the photos with him. Uh-huh. All right, I've given you enough time there. Give me, give me the year that they use that roar for the very first time. MGM Studios, that is. 1926? You are so close. That is amazing, Kimmy. You do get pocketing on this one. It's 1928 that we Ooh. heard that for the very first time. It was in the first talking picture of MGM's, and it was called White Shadows on the South Seas. That's when we heard Leo for the very first time. <laughs> On this date, Kimmy, 1964, Ranger program. Yeah, it was part of the space program. Ranger 7 sends back the first close-up photographs of the moon with images that were how many times clearer than anything that could be seen by Earth telescopes? How many times better? Clearer. Um, 200 times. I don't know. Oh, that's good. That's good, but not worth Pogolin on that one, 1,000 times oh, better. Okay. 1964, that happened. Another moon thing happening on this date in history, 1971. Apollo program. Apollo 15 astronauts become the first to ride in a lunar rover. They go crazy in the thing. I mean, it, it, they're bouncing all over the place. And one of, them, one of the astronauts driving it is treating it like a race car. He's maxing it out on the moon. And, I mean, it's actually bouncing and moving, you know, all over the place. And for those who believe that the moon... Missions never happened. Actually, this kind of really changes things when you look at the lunar rover because it covered vast distances. And guess what? Those lunar rovers are still on the surface of the moon. How many missions used the lunar rover, Kimmy? The first one was Apollo 15. How many of them used it? Um, two? Three used it. All three of those are up on the surface of the moon right now and yeah. are visible. That's one of the things with a really... Visible? Yes, they are visible. They can be seen by the things that go around the moon doing, you know, mm. surveying and stuff. They're visible. Okay. Also, there is a laser uh, dish or mirror reflective system that was left by the first uh, moon mission, which was uh, Apollo 11, which right here debunks anybody who thinks it never happened because the lasers were placed or mirrors were placed on the surface of the moon. That was one of their first uh, first things to do. They had a very short window of time to do experiments and things on the surface of the moon because the mission was land and get off the, 
the surface and get back safe. Mm -hmm. So they only had a few things. That was one of the things they did. And they fire a laser to this day. They hit that and it comes back and gives the the precise measurement of how far the moon is. Yeah, they showed that on the Big Bang Theory. Very, very, very good, Kimmy. So... And, you know, those that go, it never happened. That's one of the, you know, things that debunks that. And we have a friend of ours, a former mentor of mine. I call him the tormentor. He's one of those that goes around, I don't think it really happened. But Mm -hmm. see, I know him well enough. He, I I worked with him in so many different types of radio stations. Talk is one of the big ones. And he will just take another side of something and talk goofy talk to get people to talk to him Mm -hmm. or get mad at him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he actually believes that. That's where you got that from. That is, I am nothing. Now, come on. Am I Am I like that person at all? In all honesty, you know him. I know. Am no, I, you are not like him, but you can you can debate people. Well, I loved, can, well, I loved debating. And when, you know, when we take uh, phone calls here on the Riley and Kimmy show coming out in the very near future, we can, we can have fun and things like that. And as long as it's civil. Unlike mm-hmm. some people that get a little crazy when you talk about subject yeah, matters. But, but you'll do that to me. You'll you'll take another side even if you don't believe in it and you'll just just to just to get me going. Not necessarily sometimes mm-hmm. to get the full thing discussed. The whole you know, sometimes that's a fun thing to do. Okay. That's all. But no, he's goofy, you know, he's he's an and I'm nothing like him. And by the way, that tormentor is somebody that Kimmy out of all my friends that she met when we first met each other and got to know each other. He was the one she disliked right out of the box. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was no, and there was no question. It was mutual. No, it wasn't. It was not mutual. I don't know why you feel that way, Kimmy. He took you out to a wonderful dinner. At Denny's? It, it was lunch, yes. <laughs> I, I I don't remember what it was. It was actually a diner. Yes, yeah. It was a diner. I don't think it was that one. But no, you're nothing like him because I wouldn't be here with you. Well, thank you. I am, but I am, but I do owe that person a lot because he was one of my, my first mentors and he was actually a pseudo father to me for, Mm -hmm. I mean, he, I owe him for in ways being on planet earth because, uh, you know, I'm bad childhood and he was, he was one of those positive lights Mm -hmm. in it. Although he, he, he's a, he's a goofy one. Makes me look totally sane. Right. Mm -hmm. People think I dress weird at times. (laughs) We have stories and I'm trying to get him actually on the Riley and Kimmy show. Uh, in the near future, we have an invite out to him, and we hope he does uh, come on. That'd be kind of fun, I think, wouldn't you? Hmm. He he worked in Hollywood for a long period of time, oh, as, yeah. as you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of television work, too. So that'd be kind of fun. All right, Kimmy, on this date in history, we're going into the world of music. Tell me the year this came out, but that's not really the big question. If you missed that year, eh, who cares? You still get your pocket lint. Just tell me who did this song and give me the name of it. Any fan of Supernatural will know this one. Right, Kimmy, they've used it so many times on the TV series Supernatural, Sam and Dean's World. Tell me the name of the group that did that. Well, they used it once, oh, they, I know well, it was like in season two, I think. Oh, well, of course you would know that. Okay. All right. Thanks. But I love that song. Yes. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Yes. 
It's Don't Fear the Reaper. That's correct. By Blue Oyster Cult. That's correct. And can you give me the year? Just uh, that now you you got your pocket line. Well, I know it was in the movie Halloween, the first original one. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. This is really good. Keep going. Mm-hmm. So uh, that came out in what? Um, what that came out in... 79 or 81, 79, no, 78. So I'm going to say the song is from 76. Whoa, Kimmy got it. Wow, I should give you extra pocket limit on that one. That is amazing. You truly are our audiophile expert. If my expert. calculations are correct. <laughs> Oh, boy. It'll be about 76. Yeah, it's correct, Kimmy. 1976 Blue Oyster Cult. And I, you know, don't fear the Reaper. I have a feeling that's on Kimmy's MP3 player, right? Absolutely. So on this date in history, the Game Boy handheld video game device was released in the United States. Oh, Kimmy, I don't know if you got enough nerd in you. Can you give me the year that that Game Boy came out and kind of changed gaming for a while? Mmm. Um, 1975? Oh, no. No, no. 1989, Kimmy. It was 1995. The Walt Disney Company agreed to acquire Capital Cities, otherwise known as ABC, for a mere $19 billion. Moving over to Celebrity Birthdays. This musician having a birthday today, 70 years of age. I'm going to identify who it is. Big hit. He had quite a few. This was his first one. Here's Gary Lewis having a birthday today. Yes, he's 70 years old today, and when he started out, he, by the way, in the first, I believe, couple albums, at least that one right there, that, that's from this Diamond Ring, the album it's off of. By the way, it hit number one on Billboard's Hot 100 in 1965. He was the drummer and the lead vocalist, but he was not a very good drummer. Matter of fact, they had, <laughs> and anybody's listening to the Riley and Kibbe show, I'll know there's a little bit of sarcasm here. Patrick's favorite drummer, Buddy Rich, tutored him a little bit to get him ready to go on the road and to record better in the studio. They eventually found a replacement for him in drumming. My question for you, Kimmy, Gary Lewis, who's having a birthday today, who is his famous father? Um, I do not know. His famous actor, comedian, Jerry Lewis? Yes, that is Jerry Lewis's son. Really? Yes, Gary Lewis, having a birthday today. At the age of 70. Actually, they it helped him get his career going a little bit with his father. But what's was really interesting, his father didn't bankroll him. It was his mother that did. Hmm. That paid for his uh, first studio uh, times and things like that. She actually believed in him and, and banked him hmm. like that. And then once they had that, that demo going and they, they thought he was marketable, they, they took him out on the road and they retooled and stuff. Hmm. He didn't have to drum after a while, All which right. I think made him kind of happy there. All right, Kimmy. Moving over to here, let's see if you can identify who this person is having a birthday today. Don't get frustrated if you can't. We'll give you plenty of clues if you cannot. 
I really don't think you'll be able to. Here is your audio clue. I will let you know this much. This is a television actor. Did a lot of work in the 70s, you know, a guest appearing and things like that. Had a show in early 80s, uh, sci-fi based. Then did one late 80s, I think it wasn't in the 90s. And then did a show that ran for a number of years from uh, like uh, 1993 or 4, something clear into the 2000s. That's the one he's really known for. See if you can identify him. Well, maybe it was just a joke then. You know, like that couple who uh, set up the website so you could watch them lose their virginity. He is another son of somebody. Does that help you at all? Here's hmm. the TV show, the big one he's known for. You sound like Art Carlson. You think he sounds like Art Carlson? A little bit. Well, I'll, I'll let you hear him one more time. Here we go. Well, maybe it was just a joke then. You know, like that couple who uh, set up the website so you could watch them lose their virginity. When I reveal who it is, if you can't figure it out with a couple more clues, you'll hear what I'm saying here. He actually sounds a little bit like his father in a way. It's there. Once you know who the dad is, I think you'll hear it. Now, here is the big show he's known for that he acted with his father. Here's the big one. on CBS, and I think every geezer on planet Earth watches that show now onto this day. No, it's not Murder, She Wrote, Kimmy, but it's one of them that Aww. runs with it. I, I had a feeling you were thinking geezer, um, CBS, but it... All right, Matlock. The, they, these characters did appear... The, the prime character did appear on Matlock or vice versa, even though they were on opposite networks. But this show is one that ran more with diagnosis... Whoops, that's the name of it. Diagnosis Murder. I just gave you the title. All right, it's Diagnosis Murder. Can you tell me who the star is of Diagnosis Murder? Because that's his son who's having a birthday today. Oh, Corbin Benson? No. <laughs> Diagnosis Murder starred somebody else. Oh, no, no. Um, Come on, you can do it. What, Angela Lansbury? That's Murder She Wrote. Murder She Wrote. Diagnosis Murder. Is... A male star. Diagnosis murder. Father and son. Father and son. The son is this. Well, maybe it was just a joke then. You know, like that couple who uh, set up the website so you could watch them lose their virginity. And the father is... He play, Here's your final clue to save this. So you get Pocalette. You ready? He was the lead in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, boy. He was in Mary Poppins, and he danced and Dick went... Dick Van Dyke? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's Dick Van Dyke's son. Can you name him by chance? Nope. This is the nephew to Jerry Van Dyke. This is Barry Van Dyke having a birthday today. He is 65. Played Lieutenant Detective Steve Sloan on Diagnosis Murder. I guess you never... It's like s- a blackout in my head. I just don't even... Well, see, I, I recognize the name of the show, but it's like... 
fuzzy. I just don't know anything about that one. Well, he, I, I, I never watched it. Well, I figured because of some things you do during the day that you would encounter that one quite a bit. Diagnosis murder. Yeah, no. Now, MeTV does run, for those who are curious, I've never seen Diagnosis Murder. They run that now. And they also run the other one Kimmy mentioned, Matlock. Mm. They do, yes, yes, they do like a, you know, a, a big set of uh, murder stuff going on. They got Perry Mason followed by, I think it's Diagnosis Murder, or I don't remember which way it goes. But yeah, they have them all available right there. That's hmm. MeTV. And by the way, uh, Barry Van Dyke was on Airwolf. He replaced Jan Michael Vincent in season four, uh, the, the season I don't care about. And he was on Galactica, which was uh, the Battlestar Galactica spinoff that happened in 1980. He was on that briefly. That didn't last very long. Birthday to him today. Mm-hmm. All right, Kimmy, moving over to this one. No audio clue. Just give you the name. Tell me how old. The, well, no. Here, I got a question for you. He played Blade. In the movies, Blade the Vampire Slayer. Who is he? Oh, yeah, that's... um. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. From Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yes. Got in trouble, too, for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wesley Snipes. Yes, and he wants to play Blade again. What do you What do you think about that, doing Blade 4 with him? You know who I'd love to see oh, Blade? Oh, no. Play let, Blade? Let me guess. Hmm, don't know. Who? Idris Elba. Idris? What is it with you and Idris? I keep. I like him. That's the reason we went to Star Trek Three was because of Idris. That was the reason. Don't blame him. I don't blame him for it, but that's why. Okay, you want Idris to play Blade. I I kind of like to see Wesley maybe do it one more time. I don't know. Hmm. How old is Wesley Snipes today? Fifty-six. He is fifty-four today. Moving over to somebody uh, having a birthday. You've been in the same airspace as this person, meaning they've been at a convention before. I don't know if you've ever watched their show. They've been they're known for a couple. There's one they're really known for. See if you can identify who this is. Sound bite from the show they're really known for. Here is your audio clue. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, here you go. Who is this? What do you want, Luther? A favor from me. You must be joking. You live in a fantasy world, Luther. Neither Clark nor I will ever do anything to support your marriage to Lois. All right, Gibby, who is that? Well, it's from Smallville. No. No? It's not. It's from another TV show that was Superman-based. Lois and Clark? That's correct. Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, Dean Kane. That's correct. It's Dean Kane. How old is Dean Kane today? It's the only name I know from that show. Um... 45. He is 50 today. He was also host of Ripley's Believe It or Not. Okay. On this date in history, a certain radio show came to be a radio mystery program. See if Kimmy can identify the radio mystery program came to be 1930s when it's debuted. This portion I'm playing here is actually a retooled version, meaning... The show started in 1930 a certain way, and then in 1937 they retooled it, and this is what it's really known for. Kimmy should get this one. Tell me, Kimmy, the name of this show. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Who knows what he... All right, Kimmy, what is... The Shadow. That's correct, The Shadow. And by the way, that is not Orson Welles doing the 
the opening. Even though Orson Welles did do the show, that's Frank Reddick Jr. who did that opening right there, which we uh, just played. That was not Welles. <laughs> who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. <laughs> Shadow on September 26, 1937, the Shadow Radio Drama, a new radio series based on a pulp magazine, was aired, and Orson Welles did do the voice of the Shadow. He just did not do the opening. Most people will think that's Welles, but it is, it is not. And Welles was only 20, I believe 22 years old at the time, or 21 when he took over the role of Wells. That's why they're they're priceless to listen to those shows. And by the way, the shadow is so important because even the 1930s version, and he was like a and and he was sort of like in a way like Rod Serling, I guess originally, because he would introduce this mystery that's happening, mm-hmm. and that was really what the role was. And then the character, what happened when they the 1930s radio program debuted? It was by a magazine company, and people went to the newsstands the very next day looking for the magazine of The Shadow. And there was no Shadow magazine. There was nothing. Mm -hmm. So they're like, whoa, what do we got here? And that's how the Shadow pulp magazines uh, came to be. And that's how the eventual radio program that we know, everybody, or not everybody, any geek (laughs) knows uh, or associates with, is like, okay, that version, that's, that's what we know. Now, that version did influence so many superheroes, including the creation of The Batman. There's no question about that. Historians, people will discuss that. Great book by Michael Uslan, The Boy Who Loved Batman, talks about that. You can check that out. And other materials will refer to how important the shadow was to the world of superheroes. Now, if you've never heard the shadow at all, the ones we're talking about, the 1937 ones and beyond, we have on our Nerd News section a link to 50 downloads 50 MP3 files, 50 MP3 old-time radio shows of The Shadow, including that very first one aired September 26, 1937. It's called The Death House Rescue. It's the very first time Orson Welles plays the role of Lamont Cranston, The Shadow. That's available right on our website. And, Kimmy, what is our web address? RileyandKimmy.com Go away and, and read a book or whatever it is you like to do. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.